Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. You still won 4-7. You were still really bad this year. You still... They weren't really bad They were 4-7. Yeah, they were 4-7. Yeah. Their I record's mean, not bad. good, but they weren't really bad. Like, there's a difference uh, between losing games like 50-10 to 10 and being right in games and really close. And if it's so fixable, why aren't they being fixed? I don't... I, they were snake-bitten this year. T- some teams are just snake-bitten. Tricked them. They got tricked. They got tricked. Snake bitten. Nick Curran. It's the round table here on ESPN 680-1057. It's the power hour, the 5 o'clock hour. You know what that means. 27 area locations. Walk-in, drive-through, delivery. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, they have it all. They're Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tomorrow, buy three, get one free. Cigars, that's every single Wednesday. Every single Cox's and Evergreen outlets, those premium cigars, you know they have them. You know they're great. They got a humidor. You can walk right in there, get a cigar, fantastic stuff. They also have the wine, the beer, the mixers, everything else. Cox's Evergreen Liquors, Cox'sLouisville.com. Nick Curran's voice, uh, baby, think of this, in 437-9680, the Bats uh, opening day is March 29th, and I will be going out there uh, to Louisville Slugger Field March 29th, doing the show out there. Are you going to do the first pitch? On a Friday, I wish. That would be great if I could do the first. Oh, pitch. we gotta arrange that. We have to arrange it. Nick Curran, get it done. You know what, Greg Fisher, he just stands you up. I won't stand you up. I'll go out there You're and never. throw that baseball. You damn right, I will. Yeah, it's not Fisher anymore. <laughs> it's not Fisher Greenberg. anymore. It's Greenberg now. Whatever. Yes, vote Schreiber for mayor. But too. when Fisher was around, he was notorious right, right. for ducking Nick Curran and not throwing out the first pitch. Really? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing. It's a whole so background. I would do that, and yeah, I can't wait for the show to be out there on March 20. Life. Let's go ahead and bring him in here. Jack Grossman, Field of 68, Floyd Street's finest. Jack, how are you doing today? <laughs> I know that sound brought you back uh, to, to your ESPN oh, 680 absolutely. days. Absolutely. That's fantastic, guys. Speaking of the bats and first pitches, I got a quick story for you all. Oh, please. Uh-oh. So back in the day, my brother Ethan was the big baseball player in the family. Like He played throughout middle school, a little bit in high school. Really? Male. So yeah, yeah, he was um, he was a catcher, a third baseman. He you know did the whole thing, he, and and my dad <laughs> loved it. He absolutely loved it. I but can see Ken Grossman of, loving that. Oh, Ken Grossman was the baseball dad. He 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 was he he loved doing that that type of stuff. But but one of the years Ethan was playing baseball in middle school, Dad threw the Denny Crum auction. Won Ethan a chance to throw out the first pitch at a bats game. Oh, cool! So we're, 
yeah, so we're so we're standing there, there waiting for him to go throw the first pitch, and him and all his little buddies are there. And Ethan makes the decision to decide that he's going to botch the first pitch on purpose to get on Sports Center's not top ten. <laughs> Bro. What? So he trips and he falls while throwing the first pitch to tri- <laughs> on purpose. And my, and, and my dad was so mad at him. You didn't mad at him too. Like he won an auction. He spent money and he he made a he made a joke out of it. For you embarrassed the family. Yep. Yes. He was, he was so mad. I'd have been pissed off too. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I would be mad, too, if I spent money on that and, and, and Kellen or Wyatt or Ellie or Reed or whichever one of my 17 kids went out there and they fell on their face and was like, oh, whoopsie. <laughs> and, 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 and they sabotaged that. You'd have made I'd them run be, laps. Oh, absolutely. You'd be running foul poles. Sleep outside. Yeah, just sleep on the on the on the deck. That's right. Get out of here. Get out of sleep in the yard. No tent, by the way. No tent. You just sleep out there. Jack, that's a terrible story. <laughs> it's a true story. Well, I did believe he make you. Sports Center top, <laughs> least no, top. No, we didn't actually make Sports Center. No one's making Sports Center for a. <laughs> I didn't know how big the theatrics got. How old was it, it, he? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Like it was. It was not a good acting job on his part. Like it was. <laughs> what was his age, Jack? What was how old was he at the time? Uh, he, he was. He was like sixth or seventh grade. So okay. he's old enough to know. But he's oh, old enough see, to know. Like, okay. He's thirteen years yeah. old. He knows. Yeah. That's prime yeah, time for like, some hijinks. It is prime. You know, you're yeah. right. That's oh, boys. That's middle school boys hijinks. So try, trust me, I know all about that. Yeah, I, <laughs> deal I, with it every day. Yeah, it does it every day. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, ha- I have a middle school son, so I, I know about the hijinks. Trust me. Well, Jack, uh, we I know you, uh, the baseball is right around the corner. I know you're excited about that. You are a baseball man, but uh, we've got some basketball to discuss here today. And and Jack, you you are one of the most you know i don't wouldn't say i'll say this you you've been seeing the praises of auburn for for the entire season and, and how good they yeah. are and i agree with you uh how surprised were you that kentucky was able to go in and and beat auburn at home when no other team has been able to and actually play some pretty damn good defense against a pretty damn good auburn offense it was stunning i mean you could see it I mean, Kentucky set the tone very, very early in the game. You watch the first two defensive possessions, and D.J. Wagner has Donaldson pushed out quite damn near to half court. <laughs> like yeah. the, the intensity, the ball pressure in the half court really set the tone early for Kentucky to where they weren't perfect on the defensive end. Like, I tracked it because they were kind of got lucky early in the game. Auburn missed just some point-blank wide-open threes. They gave up 15 open threes by my count in the game. Auburn only made four of them, so four, 15, 26%. That's not exactly how you want to live, but you could see the effort, the intensity, and just the just the chip on, on the shoulder that Kentucky had. They hadn't played on the defensive end all year. We, I mean, we saw it against Ole Miss, but to do it against Auburn, a team that's top 10 in the country offensive efficiency-wise, was really, really damn impressive. And to me, it really started with, with the guards. I mean... We talked about it last week, how you know everyone wanted to you know kind of blame the big men for the pick and roll coverages and all that stuff. For me, the biggest issue was the guards weren't doing the big guys any favors. They were really the ones that were putting you got on Yenzo Bradshaw, whoever was in the game, in virtually impossible spots to defend by not pressuring the ball in the half court, by not rotating on the back end, by not tagging 
the the uh, the screen or the roll man on the back side. Mm-hmm. The guards were. I mean, not not to say that Bradshaw or Big Z especially are good at defending ball screens, right? But, <laughs> but, but they put them in a position to where it didn't matter who you had back there, you're not going to have any success, especially in that Gonzaga game. And Auburn didn't put Kentucky in a lot of ball screens, which really surprised me. I thought they would do that more, mm-hmm. but. You could see they were just really, really timid on the offensive end. And the way Kentucky started that game and really set the tone of we're going to be the aggressor, we're the one that's going to to pressure you, and we're going to be the team that forces turnovers and gets the easy baskets on the other end. I mean, how often do you see in a game where Auburn is the team that's being outscored twelve to nothing in points off turnovers? Right. I know it ended up being like twenty three to eleven, something like that. But Kentucky. Beat Auburn at its own game, really, and that's defensive pressure in the half court, getting out in transition, getting easy baskets. And when the game got close in the second half, I, I do think the Jalen Williams injury that kind of sucked all the air out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. But every time Kentucky needed a big play, you know, Antonio Reeves they ran that. You know, Jay Bills kept harping on on the, the floppy action. That same that same floppy action, which is what it, which I'll put this way. That back in the day, that was my favorite thing to run in 2K. You take the guy that can shoot the wing, <laughs> yeah. run that floppy, you get a wide open jumper every single time, or you can curl into the basket, and it's one of the simplest things you can do for a guy to, for a shooter to get going off off the ball. And Kentucky ran that to death on mm-hmm. Saturday, and Auburn didn't have an answer for it. Or, I mean, he even saw it a couple times late in the game to where they were blitzing Reeves off of the action, and Duthier or, or Ugo would just slip in for an easy dunk. I mean, that yeah. was a phenomenal counter to that. You know, Auburn makes an adjustment, you adjust right back. Back to where, you know, I thought Reeves was great in, in the big moments. DJ Wagner finally kind of showed that defensive potential we've been talking about all yes. year. And Kentucky just made the right plays at the right time, but it really, 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 again, just started early with them and setting that tone and getting out to that big start. Texter wanted to know, they said, would love to know Jack's thoughts on Bradshaw effectively being benched. And I don't know if you saw this or not today, but he had the the word patience tattooed uh, down the side of his neck. A so. new tattoo? Yes, Brad. Yeah, yes, he had a new tattoo. Says Love patience on the side of his neck. But I mean, that, that's that's a great that's a great question, Jack. I mean, at this point, uh, I mean, Ugo is the the center for Kentucky, and deservedly so. I mean, he he's been playing very good basketball. They they they're doing exactly what they need him to do: play some some defense around the rim. You know, get eight to eleven rebounds. If you get you know, seven to ten points out of him, that's a bonus. But I mean, we're, how surprised are you that that Uganan Yenso is now the big playing 33 minutes and it's not Aaron Bradshaw. Well, I mean, I'd say this. If Aaron Bradshaw was mad about it, he should probably just watch the games and see how much better Uko's been than he has. (laughs) I mean... I mean, I don't think it's, surpri- it's a surprise to anyone. I mean, you got on Yenzo has been the dude. He has. Really, that, that's really been that that difference maker for Kentucky on the defensive end. He's been the shot blocking threat. He's been the, the best rebounder. He's been the guy that plays his role better than anyone else at that five spot for Kentucky. I mean, you know, you have 10 blocks in a game. Bradshaw's not doing that. In the Florida game, he had what? 16 points, 8 blocks, 10 mm-hmm. rebounds, something like that? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting up those types of stat lines, you're going to get to play more. It's a pretty simple thing. So, you know, in the words of another Kentucky player, tattoo, you, you know, the playing time is earned and not given. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Is that John Calabari's thigh tattoo? <laughs> that's Brad Calabari's chest tattoo. Oh, Brad is Calabari, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. I know he has a chest tattoo. Yeah, it says earn not, not given. given. <laughs> yeah, but... You just see Anna's face right now, Jack. <laughs> 
but you got it on Yenzo, the way he's played on the defensive end. Kentucky doesn't need him. I mean, you get, you know, what, eight points against Auburn. You, he'll be in double figures every once in a while. You'd be that lot threat on the offensive end. But Kentucky doesn't need him to score 15, 20 points no. a game. And they, they, they just need him to be that defensive threat that on on the back end to where, yes, Kentucky's guards still aren't great defensively. They're going to get beat off the dribble. He can clean up a lot of the mistakes. And that's really all you can ask for for him. That's all you really need from him. And that's and he's playing that role in a really brilliant fashion to where yeah. where that's altered along with, you know, obviously Kentucky's guards giving, you know, actually caring on the defensive end and playing with more intensity on that end. And we'll mm-hmm. see if they can continue to do that consistently. But for last week, they absolutely have. But Onyenzo can just erase so much of that on, on the back end around the basket, and that's been a huge difference for Kentucky the last uh, – even even when they were struggling – um, in that he was still being. He, he was, was still good. He was still. He was still really good. Yeah, Jack Gross with us. Field of sixty eight. Floyd Street's finest. Last one on Kentucky, and then we'll move on to some. I know you got to talk about IU, Jack. I mean, it's just as bad <laughs> as bad can be uh, right now for the Hoosiers. Uh, well, last one for Kentucky. I'm not trying to skip over the LSU game tomorrow night because that's a game where Kentucky, you know, could lose. They, they they're now though five and two, I believe, uh, away from uh, on the road, like in true road games this season. So they've right. actually been playing pretty damn good on the road. So, you know, looking past LSU just a little bit, um, Alabama coming up on Saturday, that feels like it's going to be first to 110 wins the game. Uh, but, you know, I just wanted to ask this. We, we know what Kentucky is defensively. How does Alabama match up with their defense? We all know they can score. They hit 18 of 41 threes on Saturday. We know what the, what, what Nate Oates likes to do offensively, dunks and threes. Will they be able to to stifle Kentucky's offense the way that we hope Kentucky can stifle their offense? I mean, I'll put it this way. It's a crime against humanity that this game only gets to be played once this regular season. 100%. That should be... The fact that that that's not a home-and-home this year is absolutely criminal. Like, that is... That is depressing. Like, like Houston, Iowa State was a fun game last night, but you're telling me we can get those two teams rock fighting it out to, you know, fifth, even though I shouldn't be saying that because even though Iowa State <laughs> scored ten points in the first ha- in the first ten minutes of the game, the over still hit, and I still, you know, um, uh, we won't we won't we won't finish the rest of that sentence. But, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not not a great a uh, great weekend on that end. Not a great uh, weekend for, for on me, uh, yeah. the gambling for Jack Grossman. <laughs> Northwestern money line hit, but we'll put that. We'll, we'll say that. But, um, uh, <laughs> but I'll say this: Kentucky, Alabama, they're they're pretty much clones of each other from the standpoint of they can score the crap out of the ball. But the question is, can they get enough stops? Yeah. And I don't think that Al- that Kentucky will just suddenly suffocate Alabama the same way they did Auburn. I mean, Alabama's been the best offense in college basketball all year, and <laughs> Ken Palm and Torvik, mm-hmm. no matter what you want to look at. I do say the one thing that will help Kentucky, they've gotten burned on that drop coverage a bunch this year in the pick and roll, and it's been kind of interesting to see that they haven't really gone away from that. Alabama will put you into ball screens, but when you play that drop coverage, the two things that you really, you know, give up, especially, you know, immediately, is that mid-range jump shot. Right. Alabama's not going to take that shot. They're, they're, they're you know, not. You're right. Really great player. They're just not going to take that shot. They force so, Auburn to take long, tough twos. You're exactly right. Yeah. Alabama will not do that. 100. percent Yeah. Alabama is not going to do that. They're going to be disciplined to, to shoot the shots that they want to shoot. Mm-hmm. And 
and you're not going to be able to – I'm not going to use the word sucker him into that because you have a team or a guy that can really, really excel there. You know, I, I think of like a Boo Booey at Northwestern or a Jamal Shad at Houston. Um, then you can really carve a defense up by taking advantage of that. But Alabama's just not going to do that. They're going to mm-hmm. play their game. They're going to get to their spots. Not, you know, that's another thing where, you know, the tag man, you've got to be able to take away the lob, the easy – you know, dunk off a roll off of that. you got to yeah. be able to rotate really well, because if you don't, Alabama's going to bury you from the three-point line. As far as Alabama defensively, I'm actually, speaking of the tide, I'm going to see them in person tomorrow night. I'm going, um, oh, going there you go. to see, that, to see uh, them in Florida, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Very well, cool, yeah. Get in, which is great, yeah. Only about two and a half hour drive from here, which is not bad at very, all. Very easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got, a friend, got a friend that's a Florida fan, so he wants to go, but but I'm uh, but I don't know if Alabama can stop Kentucky. Just the question is going to be, can Kentucky stop Alabama? Hmm. Because okay. we, we haven't really seen I, – I would have said this about both teams before this past week, but the Auburn game, it's the first time we've seen Kentucky win a game with their defense. Alabama hasn't done that all year. And I'm not really in on Alabama as, as, as it comes to a tournament run or anything like that, even hmm. though they have really good metrics and everyone loves them just because they haven't won a game with their defense all year. Yeah. Like even you know, this past Saturday, they beat a and by 25. You know why they beat by 25? They hung 100. Yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> outscored them. They hit 18 yeah. threes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like they, Nate Oates' is best teams, you think, of, you think of last year's team, you think of the team that won the SEC during the 2021 season. The thing that those two teams had in common was that, yes, they scored the crap out of the ball, were phenomenal on the offensive end, but they backed it up defensively too to mm-hmm. where, where they could get stops and they could survive an off-shooting night. This Alabama team has not been able to survive an off-shooting night. And Kentucky, up until this this Auburn game, hasn't been able to survive an off-shooting night. Right. So where I would I would still expect this game to be in, insanely high-scoring for a college hoops game, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And even if Kentucky does show that type of, you know, better defensive intensity, it's still going to be really difficult to shut down the Alabama offense unless, you know, they – to have a historically shooting <laughs> shooting height like Auburn did it right. a couple nights ago, you just wouldn't expect that from them because they're just so damn good from the perimeter to where you know I'm, I, I am still expecting that one to be a shootout because it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Trump. I'm jealous I'm not going to be up in Lexington for that. One. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome, awesome atmosphere on Saturday. And look, Kentucky's had a lot of awesome atmospheres in that building this season and haven't really been able to capitalize. Uh, yeah, you think Tony Reeves said something about that on uh, the Field 68's national show, because, like, Doster and Goodman were, were at that Auburn-Kentucky game, did the show from there. Yeah. There, he said, you know, they, they seem to play better on the road because they, they thrive, you know, they kind of feel a lot of pressure playing at Rupp. Yeah, which yeah, I, which I, under- I understand an, that. An interesting, which is an interesting quote, but, like, you know, you, I, I would think you would play better when you have, you know, the 24,000 people going nuts in your favor <laughs> instead of, you know, in your favor. you know, yelling whatever the heck they yell at you which are probably things we can't say on radio on the other (laughs) (laughs) right jack girls with this field of 68 floyd street's finest all right jack i gotta do it uh you went to the iu game on sunday even though you bet against your your beloved hoosiers yeah uh they lose again uh just another you know bad performance and mbaco and khalil Ware. they both scored uh, in, in the 20s but everybody else let them down still no guard play uh mike woodson testy after the game mike woodson saying you know i'm not going anywhere i'm going to be here for a while setting up i i I don't know jack you tell me 
aside from like the ins and outs and the floppy action and this that and the other what what's the what's the iu fan base toxicity level when it comes to mike woodson right now because i mean he did go to the tournament two years in a row uh this was a team that maybe they didn't think final four but they were thinking at least a tournament team uh with what he brought in um is the honeymoon over for woody and what kind of battle is he going to be fighting with iu fans from here on out It's very weird because Indiana's typically been a job that's been a lot more patient than Louisville or Kentucky, for better or for worse. Like, they let Tom Green rebuild the three years for, you know, the reward of of the Cody Zeller Oladipo teams. Sure. Teams um, of those years. They, you know, Archie Miller, his second year, had a top 10 recruiting class capped off by Romeo Langford and brought back an all Big Ten forward. And Jawan Morgan lost 12 out of 13 games in Big Ten play and missed the NCAA tournament, and no one thought for a second to fire the job except for me, me, and maybe like two other people. Right? You were, yeah, you were carrying the torch for that. I I was, I was alone on an island back then. Yeah. But for Woodson, it's been very weird to me how you had, and now I'm not going to say you know it's where they wanted the program to be. You know, at the end of the day, it's a first four and a four seed, like. A, a fine season than, than last year, which was a pretty good season. But, you know, it's not you – know, Andy always called it the special season. I mean, it wasn't a special season. It was a good season. Right. But it's still way better than what anything they had done the previous six years where they hadn't been in the tournament at all. And you had the national runner-up for player of the year in Trace Jackson Davis. So yes. You, you had some success to build on. And to see how quickly Indiana fans, a lot of them, have turned against Woodson is really pretty jarring. It's very unlike what the fan base has done – and, you know, the other coaches that have been around IU the last the last 15 years. So Samson's a little bit different. You see at the NCAA stuff, which, sure. which that, you know, I, I kind of exclude that from all of it. But it's been very weird to see how quickly they've turned on him to where, I'm, where you know, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be back for, for a fourth year because, you know, the first two years went pretty damn good. We'll see what happens. But the roster construction was bad this year. I mean, very bad. I remember we talked about it at the start of the year. The question was could you win with Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway being your two best guards? And at the time, my thought process was those are both good pieces and guys that you want on the roster, but they can't be your only two guards. Well, Xavier Johnson's been hurt again most of the year and hasn't been too effective even when he's played, which I don't know how much of that's to do with the injuries mm-hmm. trying to come back from that type of stuff. But but they just don't have the guard play. They they for being the second or third tallest team in Ken Palm, yes. they don't rebound the basketball, which is one of the more bizarre things. And really, you know, kind of the thought process was early in the year when they struggled, where my biggest worries came were that, you know, they were bringing in ten new players. I like it and the construction was poor, and you had all these guys trying to figure out the roles and stuff. You always felt like the offense was going to be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But with all that athleticism, with all that, you know, especially with the backcourt, experience in the backcourt, mm-hmm. and, you know, with Well Ware being a really effective shot blocker, you felt like that they would be able to win games with their defense. Yes. And the defense, especially, you know, a guy in Mike Woodson who – is credited for being the defensive mind behind the 2004 Detroit Pistons, one of the best yes. teams in NBA history. Ever, ever, and, yeah. And how bad they've been on that end of the floor is just mind-boggling to me. I mean, they don't defend the pick and roll. They don't rotate. 
I mean, all the things you say about Kentucky, it's Indiana time, and and it's exaggerated with Indiana. <laughs> they just, I mean, Renew and Mbako can't guard on the perimeter, and you're playing them at the three and the four, which in college basketball today means you're going to be guarding guys on the perimeter. It sounds like John Calipari last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and they can't do it. I no. mean, Renew's fouled out, I think, in four of his last six games. <laughs> like, yeah. He can't stay on the court. To where you know you got to figure out now has Woodson learned his lesson? Because I know you listen to like the podcast and you know talking to people up in blue because it was weird on Sunday. Because like I, I tried to get tickets to that game for a while. I knew I was going to be back in town that weekend. Yeah. Like despite you know the fan base being pretty annoyed with Woodson and despite the team being atrocious. Tickets were still like one hundred fifty dollars just in the balcony for that game. Okay, so like, they're still. I wasn't don't, like it was weird because because I ended up getting like dad and my dad was able to, to find find a plug to hook me up with some tickets. There, there you go. So, so so I met with I met with a couple friends of mine from school. I'm like we're sitting in the lower level, like the main. Yes, they have the balcony, but like the majority of the seats are the main level. Yeah. Like, it was completely filled. Oh, yeah, I saw your picture. You sent the picture yeah. uh, to her little group message. It was like, hey, look, you know, uh, I'm here. And I was like, oh, man. It's like, Jack's, Jack's got good seats. Yeah, you, you, and it, it was, was, like you said, it was full. It, it was filled to the brim, but there was no juice. There was absolutely no juice in that arena the entire game. Like, it, like it, they were sitting there just kind of waiting for India to do something to give them an excuse to get excited. But, of course, you know, they never really did. They never did. sucks. Even yeah, early but, in that game, you could tell that yeah. they, they had no energy. I watched a, a lot of that game uh, on Sunday. All right, last one for you, Jack, before we uh, let you go uh, this week. I, I mean, I don't I don't really know. Is is there anything – you you run the Floyd Street's finest. Is there anything on the Louisville end that you find interesting right now? Because I'm telling you, buddy, I'm struggling to, to come up with anything. Everybody's hurt. Uh, everybody knows Kenny Payne's getting fired. They have yeah. five games left. I, they, they're not – making the tournament they're not going to make a deeper on the ACC tournament like I don't know what the storyline right now is for Louisville basketball is there anything that you've seen that has intrigued you with the cards after their loss against Pittsburgh on Saturday I mean how how many points are uh is, is Notre Dame star player which I haven't watched any Notre Dame because why would I um, <laughs> Look, you know what's but, really funny but, but, you, you are the you are the biggest college basketball fan I know and Anna says after every single appearance she's like he he knows, he knows so much and for you to be like I don't know the name of that Notre Dame player I'm stunned at that well I'm not I'm not I mean I'm I, not I blaming you I, game. I agree with Notre you Dame game all year and it was the second half of that Virginia game where they randomly boat race Virginia which for Virginia's kind of falling apart too now, which is oh, not according really... to Lachlan, not according to Lachlan McLean, Jack. I mean, I was in I was in the DM trenches with really? Lachlan McLean. Oh, Jack, he, I, I made a Virginia joke, and he, How he dare made you? and he made it a referendum <laughs> on Kentucky. He was like, oh, was a, was a, you're ready to crown Kentucky now. I was like, what did I say about crowning Kentucky? He's like, I didn't say anything about Kentucky. You know how he does, Jack. Virginia won nine of the last ten games. I'm like, bro, you've been blown out by Memphis, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, me bubble. Teams, NIT teams. What are you talking about? I, I, I'm sorry, Jack. You know how it goes with Locke McLean. Yeah, I mean, like I was, I was ready to buy into Virginia and especially South Carolina, and the way both of those teams, in differing levels for sure, but have kind of crashed back down to earth in the last week, week and a half or so. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina blows a 16 point lead at home to LSU and loses by a point. Yeah, I mean, Virginia yeah, loses. Good. What was it? 
69 to 41 so <laughs> after, after yes they beat week four wake forest but they've scored 49 and 41 points in the last two games oh, like, yeah, and, and and the game and the game before that they lost to pittsburgh at home so I mean, like these are two teams that were kind of like okay, they're making their charge. South Carolina has been the surprise of all surprises, and now it's like, well, I mean, Auburn beat South Carolina by forty last week. Yeah, one hundred one to sixty one. Yeah, maybe that was the issue. Auburn just got all their makes out of the way in the South Carolina. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> kind of like Malik, uh, Mu- kind of like Malik Muck did against North Carolina, and then they played yeah, Louisville the next the game, and he couldn't. Yeah, but... he could hit a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. But, I mean, those two teams have, have gone from being kind of the darlings to, well, did they peak too soon and now everything's just kind of come crashing down? I mean, you, you have some major answers after losing to your rival by that many <laughs> and just getting yeah. absolutely curb stomped and not having any offensive success for two games in a row. Nothing. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they're terrible. It is. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a good way of, of successfully filibustering uh, Louisville talk. I think it's Marcus um, Burton. Is it Marcus Burton? Yes. Yes, that, Marcus Burton. Yeah, right. he leads them in how, like yeah. every statistic <laughs> offensively. Yeah, no matter what his over under <laughs> is, you should probably take the over on on his points. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what I would. That's what I would say say for that one. But Louisville does, you know, they close out the season. They had, they got the three home games at the end. Uh, I think four of their last five are, are in the Yum Center, and they look they yeah. better in the Yum Center of late. So we'll see. You know, maybe they can win a couple of those against the bottom of the ACC. They're obviously, they're not beating Duke on the road. Like, they're, no. that, that'll probably get ugly. And the question will be, how long is Tyler Johnson going to be out with that, that concussion? Because yes. they're not that they're good when Tyler's on the court, but at least you know they're, they're interesting to watch when he's on the court. They're and, more, like, you the, yeah, they're more exciting, yeah. and he and he he adds a another weapon. Where my big heart and, 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 and you and you can you can see the potential too of okay if you get a coach in here that can that can establish an actual scheme, especially on the defensive end, to where you can see. I know the transfer portal and all that stuff. It's hard to. I know how much roster turnover they'll be, but you can kind of see where, you know, Tyler Johnson, Mike James, you know, Huntley Hatfield, where those guys can kind of make a little bit of a core. Yeah, they can. Yes. To, to build to build off of. So I guess that would be the the biggest thing. Or Curtis Williams, Caleb Glenn especially as well. Those were the other two names I was trying to think of. But, yeah. But, you know, you look at those five, six guys. Maybe, you know, J.J. Trainer comes back for yet another year. But, <laughs> but to where you'd say, you know, those are dudes – that for whoever the next coach ends up being, that hey, that's not starting from the same level of nothing that that you had a couple years ago. Well, and and, and, and to your your point there earlier, I, I said something last week, Jack, where Josh Hurd needs to have two lists. He need, he needs to have a list of coaches' names, and he needs to have a list of players he needs to try to convince to stay at Louisville. Like, to, to your point about the core, you know, you have your Brandon yeah. Huntley Hatfield, you have Mike James. I, you know, I throw Sky Clark in there at times can be very good. Um, Tyler Johnson at times can be very good. Like, there's about four guys in this team that I think that Josh Hurd to say hey look as long as the next coach wants you to stick around we want you around here because we think you're a good basketball player and you can be an even better basketball player with a better coach so there we go all right appreciate oh you got a text here uh jack you like this i drove from Billtown road gene snyder area all the way to greenwood road on dixie highway and grossman was talking the whole time <laughs> 
Hey, look, some things never change. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Well, you know, you know, she will ask an IU question, and, and you know that doesn't happen often. So, so I think you do without going to go on for a while there. Oh, I let you have it too. I just sat back and let you let you do yeah. your thing. I loved it. All right, Jack, man, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Good seeing you, Jack. This week. All right, always enjoy, guys. Have a good one. All right, Jack Grossman there, Field of Sixty Eight, Floyd Street's finest. So there we go. Buzzard, but you what? I've got a buzzer, but a I don't buzzer. want to bring that on. Oh, you don't want to bring the buzzer out. Yeah. 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 That, Shot clock expired. Yeah, next time he goes too long on IU. Just let him go. I, I love it. I, I just sit just back see and what just let's listen. Just listen. All right, let's read a few texts. We'll take our final break. Texter, did you see uh, the Terrence Clark dedication dunk mm. by Brown at the Jalen Brown. Con- Brown? It was awesome. So great. Uh, the, the fact that that young man never played a minute in the nba and they the way that entire league like kind of boston embraces him and he's from that area and and like he's a big deal in that area like he's like a local like a local hero it says so much even his like kindergarten teachers and stuff are still posting childhood pictures of him and that was so sad that was just such an odd time for that tragedy to happen too i feel like we were coming out of the pandemic and i feel like we don't talk enough about how heavy that is he was just getting his life started I mean, he was going to be drafted in the NBA. He was working. It was it was terrible, but it was a beautiful things. it was a beautiful dedication uh, by Jalen Brown. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Texture UK does the same thing as Bama, just with uh, better players. UK by ten. Okay, okay. Texture let Jack Cook BBN Blue Miss. <laughs> Texture, do you think heaven has gummy bears? Yeah. I would say like heaven, like actual, like heaven, like actual heaven. I think I don't think physical. Or like material things matter in heaven. Baby, heaven is a candy store. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, if, if if you were able to pick heaven, I know that Anna's picking the the gummy Sour bear gummies. factory. Let's I'm go in there. <laughs> Texture more Anna during the week, please. She's very knowledgeable and Thank very you. entertaining. It doesn't hurt that she has the sexiest voice in radio. So, Thank so, there, you so much. there you go. All Try right, to sound like a nighttime call number. <laughs> you sound like Delilah. <laughs> Delilah. Yeah, here you go. All right, let's take a break. On the other end, we'll wrap up the show. I don't know if Anna's seen. Don't look, Anna. I don't know if you've seen. If you've seen, don't look up Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, you got. I got. I have to know your opinion on this. Is that Megan Fox's man? Megan Fox's man. I have to know your opinion on Mm. this. I'm a little weirded out. We'll see, but I know that. Some ladies think he's attractive. So okay, so you don't. Okay, so all right. More to talk about. Well, don't 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 look at what he's done. It's it's odd. All right, uh, additional programming around here. Uh, Louisville Sports Live. That's not, that's at 8 p.m. tonight on 93.9 The Ville. Wednesday nights, you also have the high school. I'm sorry, that's not on Wednesday nights. I apologize. Saturday, you have the Victory Formation Show with uh, Jeff Lightsey, James Black, 10 to 11 a.m. on 93.9 The Ville. The high school hour brought to you by the Cutter Group, 10 to 11 a.m. over on ESPN 680-1057 on Saturdays. On Sundays, the Sunday morning hangover, 10 to noon with Nick Kern, Phil Baker, Zach Cantrell. Uh, we'll take a break on the other end. What did Machine Kelly do? Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. 
When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Striebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Striebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Striebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. You still won four and seven. You were still really bad this year. You still. They weren't really bad. They were this four year. and seven. They were four and seven. Their record's I mean, not bad. good, but they weren't really bad. Like, there's a difference uh, between losing games like 50 to 10 and being right in games and really close. And if it's so fixable, why aren't they being fixed? I don't. I, they were snake bitten this year. T- some teams are just snake bitten. Tricked them. They, they got tricked. They got tricked. Snake bitten. Nick Curran is the round table here on ESPN 680 105.7. It's the power hour, the 5 o'clock hour. You know what that means. 27 area locations. Walk-in, drive-through, delivery. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, they have it all. Their Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tomorrow, buy three, get one free. Cigars, that's every single Wednesday. Every single Cox's and Evergreen outlets, those premium cigars, you know they have them. You know they're great. They got a humidor. You can walk right in there, get a cigar, fantastic stuff. They also have the wine, the beer, the mixers, everything else. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, Cox'sLouisville.com. Nick Curran's voice, uh, baby, think of this in 437-9680. The Bats uh, opening day is March 29th. And I will be going out there uh, to Louisville Slugger Field. Nice. March 29th, doing the show out there. Are you going to do the first pitch? On a Friday, I wish. That would be great if I could do the first. Oh, pitch. we gotta arrange that. We have to arrange it. Nick Curran, get it done. You know what, Greg Fisher, he just stands you up. I won't stand you up. I'll go out there You'd and never. throw that baseball. You damn right, I will. Yeah, but it's not Fisher anymore. <laughs> it's not Fisher Greenberg. anymore. It's Greenberg now. Whatever. Yes, vote Schreiber for mayor. But too. when Fisher was around, he was notorious right, right. for ducking Nick Curran and not throwing out the first pitch. Really? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing. It's a little so background. I would do that, and yeah, I can't wait for the show to be out there on March 20th. Let's go ahead and bring him in here. Jack Grossman, Field of 68, Floyd Street's finest. Jack, how are you doing today? <laughs> I know that sound brought you back uh, to, to your ESPN oh, 680 absolutely. days. Absolutely. That's fantastic, guys. Speaking of the bats and first pitches, I got a quick story for you all. Oh, please. Uh-oh. So back in the day, my brother Ethan was the big baseball player in the family. Like He played throughout middle school, a little bit in high school. Really? Male. So yeah, yeah, he was um, he was a catcher, a third baseman. He you know did the whole thing, he, and, and my dad <laughs> loved it. He absolutely loved it. I but could see Ken Grossman of, loving that. Oh, Ken Grossman was the baseball dad. He 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 was he he loved doing that that type of stuff. But 
But one of the years Ethan was playing baseball in middle school, Dad, through the Denny Crum auction, won Ethan a chance to throw out the first pitch at a bats game. Oh, cool! So we're, yeah, so we're so we're standing there, there waiting for him to go throw the first pitch, and him and all his little buddies are there. And Ethan makes the decision to decide that he's going to botch the first pitch on purpose to get on SportsCenter's Not Top Ten. <laughs> Bro. What? So he trips and he falls while throwing the first pitch to tri- <laughs> on purpose. And my, and, and my dad was so mad at him. How did mad at him too? Like he won an auction. He spent money and he he made a he made a joke out of it. For you embarrass the family. Yep. Yes, he was, he was so mad. I'd have been pissed off too. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I would be mad, too, if I spent money on that and, and, and Kellen or Wyatt or Ellie or Reed or whichever one of my 17 kids went out there and they fell on their face and was like, oh, whoopsie, <laughs> and, 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 and they sabotaged that. You'd have made them run be, laps. Oh, absolutely. You'd be running foul poles. Sleep outside. Yeah, just sleep on the on the on the deck. That's right. Get out here. Get out. Sleep in the yard. No tent, by the way. No tent. You just sleep out there. Jack, that's a terrible story. <laughs> it's a true story. Well, I did believe he make you. Sports Center top, least no, top. No, he didn't actually make Sports Center. No one's making Sports Center for a. <laughs> I didn't know how big the theatrics got. How old was he? It, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Like it was, it was not a good acting job on his part. Like it was. <laughs> what was his age, Jack? What was how old was he oh, at the he, time? He was, he was like sixth or seventh grade. So okay. he's old enough to know. But he's oh, old enough see, to know. Like, okay. he's thirteen years yeah. old. He knows. Yeah. That's prime yeah. time for some like, hijinks. It is prime. You know, you're yeah. right. That's oh, boys. That's middle school boys hijinks. So try, trust me, I know all about that. Yeah, I, <laughs> deal I, with it every day. Yeah, deal with it every day. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, ha- I have a middle school son, so I, I, I know about the hijinks. Trust me. Well, Jack, uh, we I know you, uh, the baseball is right around the corner. I know you're excited about that. You are a baseball man, but uh, we've got some basketball to discuss here today. And, and Jack, you you are one of the most, you know, I don't want to say, I'll say this. You, you've you been seeing the praises of Auburn for, for the entire season and, and how good they yeah. are. And I agree with you. Uh, how surprised were you that Kentucky was able to go in and, and beat Auburn at home when no other team has been able to and actually play some pretty damn good defense against a pretty damn good Auburn offense? It was stunning. I mean, you could see it. I mean, Kentucky set the tone very, very early in the game. You watch the first two defensive possessions, and DJ Wagner has Donaldson pushed out quite damn near to half court. <laughs> like yeah. the, the intensity, the ball pressure in the half court really set the tone early for Kentucky to where they weren't perfect on the defensive end. Like, I tracked it because they were kind of got lucky early in the game. Auburn missed just some point-blank wide-open threes. They gave, they gave up 15 open threes by my count in the game. Auburn only made four of them, so four, 15, 26%. That's not exactly how you want to live, but you could see the effort, the intensity, and just the just the chip on, on the shoulder that, that Kentucky had. They hadn't played on the defensive end all year. We, I mean, we saw it against Ole Miss, but to do it against Auburn, a team that's top 10 in the country offensive efficiency-wise, was really, really damn impressive. And to me, it really started with, with the guards. I mean... We talked about it last week, how you know everyone wanted to you know kind of blame the big men for the pick and roll coverages and all that stuff. For me, the biggest issue was 
the guards weren't doing the big guys any favors. They were really the ones that were putting you got on Yenzo Bradshaw, whoever was in the game, in virtually impossible spots to defend by not pressuring the ball in the half court, by not rotating on the back end, by not tagging the the, uh, the screen or the roll man on the back side. Mm-hmm. The guards were, I mean, not, not to say that Bradshaw or Big Z especially are good at defending ball screens, right. but, <laughs> but, but they put them in a position to where it didn't matter who you had back there, you're not going to have any success, especially in that Gonzaga game. And Auburn didn't put Kentucky in a lot of ball screens, which really surprised me. I thought they would do that more, mm-hmm. but you could see they were just really, really timid on the offensive end. And the way Kentucky started that game and really set the tone of we're going to be the aggressor, we're the one that's going to depression you, and we're right. going to be the team that forces turnovers and gets the easy baskets on the other end. I mean, how often do you see in a game where Auburn is the team that's being outscored 12 to nothing in points off turnovers? Right. I know it ended up being like 23 to 11, something like that, but Kentucky beat Auburn at its own game, really, and that's defensive pressure in the half court, getting out in transition, getting easy baskets. And when the game got close in the second half, I, I do think the Jalen Williams injury, that kind of sucked all the air out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. But every time Kentucky needed a big play, it was Antonio Reeves. They ran that, you know, Jay Bills kept harping out on the broadcast. The floppy action. That same, that same floppy action, which is what, it, which I'll put this way, that, back in the day, that was my favorite thing to run in 2K. You take the guy that can shoot the wing, <laughs> yeah. run that floppy, you get a wide open jumper every single time, or you can curl into the basket. And it's one of the simplest things you can do for a guy, to, for a shooter to get going off, off the ball. And Kentucky ran that to death on mm-hmm. Saturday, and Auburn didn't have an answer for it. I mean, he even saw it a couple times late in the game to where they were blitzing Reeves off of the action, and Adutier or, or Ugo would just slip in for an easy dunk. I mean, that's yeah. a phenomenal counter to that. You know, Auburn makes an adjustment, you adjust right back. Back to where, you know, I thought Reeves was great in, in the big moments. DJ Wagner finally kind of showed that defensive potential we've been talking about all yes. year. And Kentucky just made the right plays at the right time, but it really, 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 again, just started early with them and setting that tone and getting out to that big start. Texter wanted to know, they said, would love to know Jack's thoughts on Bradshaw effectively being benched. And I don't know if you saw this or not today, but he had the the word patience tattooed uh, down the side of his neck. A new tattoo? Yes, Brad. Yeah, yes, he had a new tattoo. Says patience on the side of his neck. But I mean, that, that's that's a great that's a great question, Jack. I mean, at this point, uh, I mean, Ugo is the the center for Kentucky, and deservedly so. I mean, he he's been playing very good basketball. They they they're doing exactly what they need him to do: play some some defense around the rim. You know, get eight to eleven rebounds. If you get you know, seven to ten points out of them, that's a bonus. But I mean, we're, how surprised are you that that Uganan Yenso is now the big playing 33 minutes and it's not Aaron Bradshaw. Well, I mean, I'd say this. If Aaron Bradshaw was mad about it, he should probably just watch the games and see how much better Uko's been than he has. I mean, I I don't think it's a a surprise to anyone. I mean, Yana Nienzo has been the dude. He has. That's really been that that difference maker for Kentucky on the defensive end. He's been the shot blocking threat. He's been the, the best rebounder. He's been the guy that plays his role better than anyone else at that five spot for Kentucky. I mean, you know, you have 10 blocks in a game. Bradshaw's not doing that. In the Florida game, he had, what, 16 points, 8 blocks, 10 mm-hmm. rebounds, something like that? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting up those types of stat lines, you're going to get to play more. It's a pretty simple thing. So, you know, in the words of another Kentucky player, tattoo you, you know the playing time is earned and not given <laughs> i mean 
Is that John <laughs> Calvary's <laughs> thigh tattoo? No, that's yeah. Brad Calvary's chest tattoo. Oh, Brad is Calvary, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. I know he has a chest tattoo. Yeah, it says Earn Not, not Given. given. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can see in his face right now, Jack. <laughs> but but you kind of on Yenzo, the way he's played on the defensive end, Kentucky doesn't need him. I mean, you get, you know, what, eight points against Auburn. You, he'll be in double figures. Everyone's yeah. like, you'd be that lot threat on the offensive end. But Kentucky doesn't need him to score 15, 20 points no. a game. And they, they, they just need him to be that defensive threat that on, on the back end to where, yes, Kentucky's guards still aren't great defensively. They're going to get beat off the dribble. He can clean up a lot of the mistakes. And that's really all you can ask for for him. That's all you really need from him. And that's and he's playing that role in a really brilliant fashion to where yeah. where that's altered along with, you know, obviously Kentucky's guards giving, you know, actually caring on the defensive end and playing with more intensity on that end. And we'll mm-hmm. see if they can continue to do that consistently. But for last week, they absolutely have. But Onyenzo can just erase so much of that on, on the back end around the basket, and that's been a huge difference for Kentucky the last uh, – even even when they were struggling – um, in that he was still team, being. He, he was, was still good. He was still. He was still really good. Yeah, Jack Girls with us. Field of sixty eight. Floyd Street's finest. Last one on Kentucky, and then we'll move on to some. I know you got to talk about IU, Jack. I mean, it's just as bad <laughs> as bad can be uh, right now for the Hoosiers. Uh, well, last one for Kentucky. I'm not trying to skip over the LSU game tomorrow night because that's a game where Kentucky, you know, could lose. They, they they're now though five and two, I believe, uh, away from uh, on the road, like in true road games this season. So they've right. actually been playing pretty damn good on the road. So, you know, looking past LSU just a little bit, um, Alabama coming up on Saturday, that feels like it's going to be first to 110 wins the game. Uh, but, you know, I just wanted to ask this. We, we know what Kentucky is defensively. How does Alabama match up with their defense? We all know they can score. They hit 18 of 41 threes on Saturday. We know what, the, what, what Nate Oates likes to do offensively, dunks and threes. Will they be able to – to stifle Kentucky's offense the way that we hope Kentucky can stifle their offense? I mean, I'll put it this way. It's a crime against humanity that this game only gets to be played once this regular season. 100%. It should be... The fact that that that's not a home-and-home this year is absolutely criminal. Like, that is... That is depressing. Like Houston, Iowa State was a fun game last night, but you're telling me we can get those two teams rock fighting it out to you know, fifth, even though I shouldn't be saying that because even though Iowa State <laughs> scored ten points in the first ha- in the first ten minutes of the game, the over still hit, and I still you know um, uh, we won't we won't we won't finish the rest of that sentence. But, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not not a great a uh, great weekend on that end. Not a great uh, weekend for, for on the, uh, the gambling for Jack Grossman. <laughs> Northwestern money line hit. We'll, we'll put that. We'll, we'll say that. But, um, uh, <laughs> but I'll say this: Kentucky, Alabama, they're they're pretty much clones of each other from the standpoint of they can score the crap out of the ball. But the question is, can they get enough stops? Yeah. And I don't think that out, that Kentucky will just suddenly suffocate Alabama the same way they did Auburn. I mean, Alabama's been the best offense in college basketball all year and <laughs> Ken Palm and Torvik, mm-hmm. no matter what you want to look at. I do say the one thing that will help Kentucky, they've gotten burned on that drop coverage a bunch this year in the pick and roll and it's been kind of interesting to see that they haven't really gone away from that. Alabama will put you into ball screens, but when you play that drop coverage, the two things that you really, you know, give up, especially, you know, immediately is that mid range jump shot. Right. Alabama's not gonna take that shot. They're, they're, they're you know, not. You're right. Really great player. They're just not going to take that shot. They force so, Auburn to take long, tough twos. You're exactly right. Yeah. Alabama will not do that. 100. percent 
Yeah, Alabama's not going to do that. They're going to be disciplined to, to shoot the shots that they want to shoot. Mm-hmm. And and you're not going to be able to – I'm not going to use the word sucker into that because if you have a team or a guy that can really, really excel there, you know, I, I think of like a Boo Booey at Northwestern or a Jamal Shad at Houston, um, then you can really carve a defense up by taking advantage of that. But Alabama's just not going to do that. They're going to mm-hmm. play their game. They're going to get to their spots. Not, you know, that's another thing where – you know, the tag man, you got to be able to take away the lot, the easy, you know, dunk off a roll off of that. you got to yeah. be able to rotate really well because if you don't, Alabama's going to bury you from the three-point line. As far as Alabama's defensively, I'm actually, speaking of the Todd, I'm going to see them in person tomorrow night. I'm going um, oh, there you to, go. to see, that, to see uh, them in Florida, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Very cool, yeah. Get in, which is great, yeah. Only about two and a half hour drive from here, which is not bad at very, all. Very easy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i yeah, got a friend that's a Florida fan, so he wants to go, but but I'm um, uh but I don't know if Alabama can stop Kentucky. Just the question is going to be, can Kentucky stop Alabama? Hmm. Because okay. we, we haven't really seen – I would have said this about both teams before this past week, but the Auburn game is the first time we've seen Kentucky win a game with their defense. Alabama hasn't done that all year. And I'm not really in on Alabama as, as it comes to a tournament run or anything like that, even hmm. though they have really good metrics and everyone loves them, just because they haven't won a game with their defense all year. Yeah. Like even you know, this past Saturday, they beat A&M by 25. You know why they beat by 25? They hung 100. Yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> outscored them. They hit 18 yeah. threes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like they, Nate Oates' best teams, you think, of, you think of last year's team, you think of the team that won the SEC during the 2021 season. The thing that those two teams had in common was that, yes, they scored the crap out of the ball, were phenomenal on the offensive end, but they backed it up defensively, too, to mm-hmm. where, where they could get stops and they could survive an off-shooting night. This Alabama team has not been able to survive an off-shooting night. And Kentucky, up until this this Auburn game, hasn't been able to survive an off-shooting night. Right. So where I would I would still expect this game to be in, insanely high-scoring for a college hoops game, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And even if Kentucky does show that type of you know better defensive intensity, it's still going to be really difficult to shut down the Alabama offense unless you know they. To have a historically shooting <laughs> shooting height like Auburn did it right. a couple nights ago, you just wouldn't expect that from them because they're just so damn good from the perimeter. To where you know I'm, I, I am still expecting that one to be a shootout because it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Rumpy. I'm jealous. I'm not going to be up in Lexington for that. One. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome, awesome atmosphere on Saturday. And look, Kentucky's had a lot of awesome atmospheres in that building this season and haven't really been able to capitalize. Uh, yeah, you think? Antonio Reeves said something about that on uh, the Field 68's national show, because, like, Doster and Goodman were, were at that Auburn-Kentucky game, did the show from there. Yeah. There, he said, you know, they, they seem to play better on the road because they, they thrive, you know, they kind of feel a lot of pressure playing at Rupp. Yeah, which yeah, I, which I, under- I understand an, that. An interesting, which is an interesting quote, but, like, you know, you, I, I would think you would play better when you have, you know, the 24,000 people going nuts in your favor <laughs> instead of, you know, in everyone, your favor. you know yelling whatever the heck they yell at you which are probably things we can't say on radio on the other (laughs) (laughs) right jack girls with this field of 68 floyd street's finest all right jack i gotta do it uh you went to the iu game on sunday even though you bet against your your beloved hoosiers yeah uh they lose again uh just another you know bad performance and uh, mbaco and khalil Ware. they both scored uh, in, in the 20s but everybody else let them down still no guard play uh mike woodson testy after the game mike woodson saying you know i'm not going anywhere i'm going to be here for a while setting up i i I don't know jack you tell me 
aside from like the ins and outs and the floppy action and this that and the other what what's the what's the iu fan base to- toxicity level when it comes to mike woodson right now because i mean he did go to the tournament two years in a row uh this was a team that maybe they didn't think final four but they were thinking at least a tournament team uh with what he brought in um is the honeymoon over for woody and what kind of battle is he going to be fighting with iu fans from here on out it's very weird because indiana's typically been a job that's been a lot more patient than louisville kentucky for better or for worse like they let tom green rebuild the three years for you know the reward of of the cody zeller oladipo teams sure teams um of those years they you know archie miller his second year had a top 10 recruiting class capped off by romeo langford and brought back an all big 10 forward and Jawan Morgan lost 12 out of 13 games in Big Ten play and missed the NCAA tournament, and no one thought for a second to fire the job except for me, me and maybe like two other people. Right, you were <laughs> yeah, you were carrying the like, torch for I that. Like, I, I was I was alone on an island back then. Yeah, <laughs> but for Woodson, it, it's been very weird to me how you had. And I, I, now I'm not going to say you know it's where they wanted the program to be. You know, at the end of the day, it's a first four and a four seed, like. A, a fine season than, than last year, which was a pretty good season. But, you know, it's not you – know, Andy always called it the special season. I mean, it wasn't a special season. It was a good season. Right. But it's still way better than what anything they had done the previous six years where they hadn't been in the tournament at all. And you had the national runner-up for player of the year in Trace Jackson Davis. So yes. You, you had some success to build on. And to see how quickly Indiana fans, a lot of them, have turned against Woodson is really pretty jarring. It's very unlike what the fan base has done and you know the other coaches that have been around IU the last the last fifteen years. So Samson's a little bit different. You see, at the NCAA stuff, which sure, which that you know, I, I kind of exclude that from all of it. But it's been very weird to how quickly they've turned on him to where I'm, where you know he's not going anywhere. He's going to be back for for a fourth year because you know the first two years went pretty damn good. We'll see what happens. But the roster construction was bad this year. I mean, very bad. I remember we talked about it at the start of the year. The question was, could you win with Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway being your two best guards? And at the time, my thought process was those are both good pieces and guys that you want on the roster, but they can't be your only two guards. Well, Xavier Johnson's been hurt again most of the year and hasn't been too effective even when he's played, which I don't know how much of that has to do with the injuries mm-hmm. trying to come back from that type of stuff. But but they just don't have the guard play. They they for being the second or third tallest team in Ken Palm, yes. they don't rebound the basketball, which is one of the more bizarre things. And really, you know, kind of the thought process was early in the year when they struggled, where my biggest worries came were that, you know, they were bringing in ten new players. I was like it and the construction was poor, and you had all these guys trying to figure out the roles and stuff. You always felt like the offense was going to be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But with all that athleticism, with all that, you know, especially with the backcourt, experience in the backcourt, mm-hmm. and, you know, with well Ware being a really effective shot blocker, you felt like that they would be able to win games with their defense. Yes. And the defense, especially, you know, a guy in Mike Woodson who – is credited for being the defensive mind behind the 2004 Detroit Pistons, one of the best yes. teams in NBA history. Ever, ever, and, yeah. And how bad they've been on that end of the floor 
is just mind-boggling to me. I mean, they don't defend the pick and roll. They don't rotate. I mean, all the things you say about Kentucky, it's Indiana time, and, and it's exaggerated with Indiana. <laughs> they just, I mean, Renu and Mbako can't guard on the perimeter, and you're playing them at the three and the four, which in college basketball today means you're going to be guarding guys on the perimeter. It's Sounds like John Calipari last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and they can't do it. I no. mean, Renew's fouled out, I think, in four of his last six games. <laughs> like, yeah. He can't stay on the court. To where, you know, you got to figure out now, has Woodson learned his lesson? Because I, I know you listen to, like, the podcast and, you know, talking to people up in blue. Because it was weird on Sunday. Because, like, I, I tried to get dates to that game for a while. I knew I was going to be back in town that weekend. Yeah. Like, Despite you know, the fan base being pretty annoyed with Woodson and despite the team being atrocious, tickets were still like $150 just in the balcony for that game. Okay, Which, so like, they're still... I wasn't going, like, it was weird because I ended up getting, like, dad and my dad was able to, to find find a plug to hook me up with some tickets. Which I was there you go. So, so, so I, met with, I met with a couple friends of mine from school. I'm like, we're sitting in the lower level, like the main... Yes, they have the balcony, but, like, the majority of the seats are the main level. Yeah. Like, it was completely filled. Oh, yeah, I saw your picture. You sent the picture uh, to our little group message. It was like, hey, look, you know, uh, I'm here. And I was like, oh, man. It's like, Jack's Jack's got good seats. Yeah, you you, and it was, was, like you said, it was full. It it was filled to the brim, but there was no juice. There was absolutely no juice in that arena the entire game. Like, like they were sitting there just kind of waiting for India to do something to give them an excuse to get excited, but of course, you know, they never really did. They never did. Even yeah, early but, in that game, you could tell that yeah. they, they had no energy. I watched a, a lot of that game uh, on Sunday. All right, last one for you, Jack, before we uh, let you go uh, this week. I, I mean, I don't I don't really know. Is is there anything, you, you run the Floyd Street's finest. Is there anything on the Louisville end that you find interesting right now? Because I'm telling you, buddy, I'm struggling to, to come up with anything. Everybody's hurt. Uh, everybody knows Kenny Payne's getting fired. They have yeah. five games left. I, they, they're not making the tournament they're not going to make a deeper on the ACC tournament like I don't know what the storyline right now is for Louisville basketball is there anything that you've seen that has intrigued you with the cards after their loss against Pittsburgh on Saturday I mean how how many points are uh is, is Notre Dame star player which I haven't watched any Notre Dame because why would I <laughs> Um, <laughs> Look, you know what's but, really funny? But, but, you, you are the you are the biggest college basketball fan I know. And Anna says after every single appearance, she's like he kn- he knows, he knows so much. And for you to be like, I don't know the name of that Notre Dame player. I'm stunned at that. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not I blaming you. I, game. I agree with Notre you. Game all year, and it was the second half of that Virginia game where they randomly boat raced Virginia, which Virginia has <laughs> kind of fallen apart too now. Which is oh, not according really? to Lock, not according to Lachlan McClain, Jack. I mean, I was in I was in the DM trenches with really? Lachlan McClain. Oh, Jack, he, I, I made a Virginia joke, and he, he made you? and he made it a referendum <laughs> on Kentucky. He was like, oh, was, oh was, you're ready to crown Kentucky now. I was like, what did I say about crowning Kentucky? He's like, I didn't say anything about Kentucky. You know how he does, Jack. Virginia won nine of the last ten games. I'm like, bro, you've been blown out by Memphis, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, made bubble teams, NIT teams. What are you talking about? I, I'm sorry, Jack. You know how it goes with Lachlan McClain. Yeah, I mean, like, I was, I was ready to buy into Virginia and especially South Carolina and the way both of those teams in in differing levels for sure but have kind of crashed back down to earth in the last week week and a half or so yeah I mean South Carolina blows a 16 point lead at home to LSU and loses by a point yeah I mean Virginia loses what was it 
69 to 41 so <laughs> after bad. after yes they beat week four week four but they've scored 49 and 41 points in the last two games oh yeah they're... And, and and the game and the game before that they lost to Pittsburgh at home and so I mean like these are two teams that were kind of like okay they're making their charge South Carolina had been the surprise of all surprises and now it's like well, I mean, Auburn beat South Carolina by 40 last week. Yeah, 101 so, to 61, maybe, yeah. Maybe that was the issue. Auburn just got all their bakes out of the way in the South Carolina. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> kind of like Malink uh, Muck did against North Carolina, and then they played Lowell yeah, the next the game, and he couldn't, yeah, but, he couldn't hit a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, those two teams have, have gone from being kind of the darlings to, well, did they peak too soon and now everything's just kind of come crashing down? I mean, you, you have some major answers after losing to your rival by that many <laughs> and just getting yeah. absolutely curb stomped and not having any offensive success for two games in a row. Nothing. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a good way of, of successfully filibustering uh, Louisville talk. I think it's um, Marcus Burton. You, but... Is it Marcus Burton? Yes. Yes, that, Marcus Burton. Yeah, right. he leads them in how, how, like yeah. every statistic <laughs> offensively. Yeah, no matter what his over under <laughs> is, he should probably take the over on on his points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I would. That's what I would say say for that one. But Louisville does, you know, they close out the season. They had, they got the three home games at the end. Uh, I think four of their last five are, are in the Um Center, and they they yeah. play better in the Um Center of late. So we'll see. You know, maybe they can win a couple of those against the bottom of the ACC. They're obviously they're not beating Duke on the road. Like they're, no. that, that'll probably get ugly. And the question will be, how long is Tyler Johnson going to be out with that, that concussion? Because yes. they're not that they're good when Tyler's on the court, but at least you know they're, they're interesting to watch when he's on the court. They're and, more, like, ex- the- yeah, they're more exciting, yeah. and he and he he adds a another weapon. Where my big heart and, 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 on- and you and you can you can see the potential too of okay if you get a coach in here that can that can establish an actual scheme, especially on the defensive end, to where you can see. I know the transfer portal and I, all that stuff. It's hard to. Know how much roster turnover they'll be, but you can kind of see where you know Tyler Johnson, Mike James, you know Huntley Hatfield, where those guys can kind of make a little bit of a core. Yeah, they can. Yes, to, to build to build off of. So I guess that would be the the biggest thing, or Curtis Williams, Caleb Glenn, especially as well. Those were the other two names I was trying to think of. But, yeah, but you know, you look at those five, six guys. Maybe you know JJ Trainer comes back for yet another year, but <laughs> but to where you'd say, you know, those are dudes. That for whoever the next coach ends up being, that hey, that's not starting from the same level of nothing that that you had a couple years ago. Well, and and, 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 and to your your point there earlier, I, I said something last week, Jack, where Josh Hurd needs to have two lists. He need, he needs to have a list of coaches' names, and he needs to have a list of players he needs to try to convince to stay at Louisville. Like, to, to your point about the core, you know, you have your Brandon yeah. Huntley Hatfield, you have Mike James. I, you know, I throw Sky Clark in there at times can be very good. Um, Tyler Johnson at times can be very good. Like, there's about four guys in this team that I think that Josh Hurd to say hey look as long as the next coach wants you to stick around we want you around here because we think you're a good basketball player and you can be an even better basketball player with a better coach so there we go all right appreciate oh you got a text here uh jack you like this i drove from Billtown road gene snyder area all the way to greenwood road on dixie highway and grossman was talking the whole time <laughs> <laughs> hey 
look, some things never change. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Well, you, je- know, you know, she will ask an IU question, and, and, you know, that doesn't happen often. So, so I think you do, and I, I was going to go on for a while there. Oh, I'll let you have it, too. I just sat back and let you, let you do yeah. your thing. I loved it. All right, Jack, man, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Good seeing you, Jack, this week. All right, always enjoy, guys. Have a good one. All right, Jack Grossman there, Field of 68, Floyd Street's finest. So I've there we go. Buzzard, but. You what? I've got a buzzer, but a I didn't buzzer. Want to bring that on. Oh, you don't want to bring the buzzer out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, Shot clock expired. Up. Yeah, next time he goes too long on IU, just let him go. I, I love it. I, I just sit just back. See and what happens. Just let's listen. Just listen. All right, let's read a few texts. We'll take our final break. Texter, did you see uh, the Terrence Clark dedication dunk mm. by Brown at the Jaylen dunk Brown? Con- Jaylen Brown. It was awesome. So great. I, the, the fact that that young man never played a minute in the NBA and they the way that entire league like kind in of Boston embraces him and yes. he's from that area and, and like he's a big deal in that area like he's like a local like a local hero it says so much even his like kindergarten teachers and stuff are still posting childhood pictures of him and that was so sad that was just such an odd time for that tragedy to happen too I feel like yeah. we were coming out of the pandemic and I feel like we don't talk enough about how heavy that is that he that was happened. just getting his life started I mean he was going to be drafted in the NBA he was working it was it was terrible it's but it was a beautiful things. it was a beautiful dedication uh by Jalen brown it was awesome mm-hmm. uh texture uk does the same thing as bama just with uh better players uk by 10 okay okay texture let jack cook bbn blue miss <laughs> texture do you think heaven has gummy bears yeah i would sure. say like heaven like actual like heaven like actual heaven. i think i don't think physical or like material things matter in heaven. Baby, heaven is a candy store. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, if, if if you were able to pick heaven, I know that Anna's picking the the gummy Sour bear gummies. factory. Let's I'm go in there. <laughs> Texture more Anna during the week, please. She's very knowledgeable and Thank very you. entertaining. It doesn't hurt that she has the sexiest voice in radio. So, Thank so, there, you so much. there you go. All Trying right. To sound like a nighttime call number. <laughs> you sound like Delilah. <laughs> Delilah. Yeah, here you go. All right, let's take a break. On the other end, we'll wrap up the show. I don't know if Anna's seen. Don't look, Anna. I don't know if you've seen. If you've seen, don't look up Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, you got. I got. I have to know your opinion on this. Is that Megan Fox's man? Megan Fox's man. I have to know your opinion on Mm. this. I'm a little weirded out. We'll say, but I know that some ladies think he's attractive. So okay, so you don't. Okay, so all right. More to talk about. Well, don't 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 look at what he's done it's, it's odd all right uh additional programming around here uh local sports live that's not that's at 8 p.m tonight on 93.9 the ville wednesday nights you also have the high school i'm sorry that's not on wednesday nights i apologize saturday you have the victory formation show with uh jeff lightsey james black 10 to 11 a.m on 93.9 the ville the high school hour brought to you by the cutter group 10 to 11 a.m over on espn 680 105.7 on saturdays and sundays the sunday morning hangover 10 to noon with nick kern phil baker zach cantrell uh we'll take a break on the other end what did machine kelly do Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 
to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.